Hello, and welcome to season nine of Rhythms of Grace. Uh, I'm Christine here with Nate. Happy fall. And song. <laughs> that's not I good. Am. That's not good. I was trying to think of something else to say besides like I'm here or whatever, but that, you know, I'll do better next time, folks. I promise. Yeah, you have another week to think about. <laughs> that's what right, you're that's right. Do. It better be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to write down some zingers. <laughs> oh man! All right. So um, yeah, I'm I'm here with the crew talking about. Um, technology this season. So last week we kind of introduced what the season is going to look like, and this week, Sung, why don't you tell us what we're what we're discussing? So the uh, ability for uh, technology to make us addicts uh, of distraction, mm-hmm. yeah, especially, and again, it, it goes beyond just your phone, but uh, for me, it, it's one of the most prevalent uh invasive forces in our lives today it is our phones because um just and when you think of an addict that just needs another hit mm-hmm. of drugs or alcohol or whatever um and, and people's natural tendency when they first wake up mm-hmm. like i just need a hit yeah mm-hmm. right it, it's like it, it's like the same thing and there, there's been articles and studies that, that have shown like the hit that social media brings versus cocaine and mm-hmm. things. Like that. And so it literally is a, an addiction mm. that we just think is very normalized. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but sometimes I've like picked up my phone to do something like look at the calendar and mm. I will instead mm. hit like the YouTube app or something <laughs> just cause it's like such, it's so habitual yeah. for me, yeah. you know, I'll like hit the wrong app and be like, Oh crap, yeah. I'm not I'm supposed to be doing something, you know, but like, it's <laughs> yeah. just ingrained to go yeah. there for entertainment or yeah. distraction. Yeah. I, so I often describe like my phone or especially I think entertainment, uh, that's available through technology as like a, an anesthetic mm. where sometimes, uh, in my life, like I, I need a little dose of an anesthetic just yeah. to like dole in a little bit of pain or, you know, like, uh, help me to, yeah. Um, like re-engage in life a little bit better. Um, but that quickly can go too far, right? Where it's like, Oh, I just need to, like you said, like, I just need another hit so that I am not like stressed or anxious or thinking about this or thinking about that. Um, and it is, it's like, uh, you know, what is it like oxycotin or whatever the ones are o- that you, oxytocin oxytocin yeah. that you can get prescribed for legitimate reasons mm-hmm. and it can spin out of control. So uh, there's an interesting, so I'm thinking about all the different things that we would actually describe as technology. And uh, here's another one that's like twice mm. removed, like the availability of junk food mm. is also oh, yeah. a technology that we use to like distract and it's give ourselves that, that mm-hmm. dopamine hit mm-hmm. because again, like there was a time when if you wanted something, you had to make it yourself Mm -hmm. and now you can literally like stop at any store anywhere and get like a sugar hit. Not that I have ever done that, (laughs) but I've heard of people. Uh, My family laughs at my obsession with little Debbie uh, snack foods. It's like my, it is like my, it's not even my guilty pleasure. I love those things, man. You like, you bring me little Debbie and I'll know that you love them. Oh man. They're awful. Like even as I taste them, I'm like, this isn't good, but oh, (laughs) I love it so much. But again, the, the availability of junk food mm-hmm. is a technology that we don't even realize is technology. Processed and we, food. Yes, yeah. and we use it for distraction all the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's so true. Think of all, all like, uh, what you just grab a snack because you're yeah. bored. Yep. Yeah. 
I legitimately, and this is like, a, you know, another technology, my re- refrigerator, if I'm bored, I will walk to the refrigerator and just open it. Yeah. I'm not hungry. <laughs> I might not even grab anything because usually it's like, oh, I would have to cook anything that's in here. Mm. But, uh, which is a strategy I have to use. Because yeah. I will just open the technology, the, the refrigerator and look just to see if there's yep. anything that could distract me for five or 10 minutes. Yep. When, uh, when, when I was young and then also when my kids were young, if they were ever like, I'm hungry. And I was trying to figure out if they were hungry or bored. And my mom would do this to me as well. It mm-hmm. was like, eat an apple. And if they were like, I don't want an apple. It's mm-hmm. like, well, guess what? You're not hungry. Yeah. You're just looking to be distracted right now. You know, yeah. the idea of opening your refrigerator as a distraction, uh, I, there are multiple times when I lose, let's say, my keys or my wallet, mm. and I, I'm looking for it, and then I will open the refrigerator, <laughs> and Amy will be like, why do you think your keys are in your ref- in the refrigerator, yeah. right? And yeah. I don't even know why, but it's just yeah. habitual, right? Yeah. And maybe it's there's something in the fridge that I, like, yeah, I want to be distracted with by eating, and I don't know, so I, it's just really irrational to do that but Mm -hmm. i i I do that quite regularly but i do think christine you you made an interesting point um that there are times when distraction isn't a bad thing Mm -hmm. you know so here's a we had a i had a friend of mine who was going through a really really messy divorce and this is this to me feels like rarely the case but he it was no fault of his own Mm -hmm. legitimately and it was really painful for him um and uh, he would he was living with us at the time, mm-hmm. and he would get like three or four movies from Blockbuster every night. Mm. And Blockbuster, he, wow. Yeah, and he was simply like, I, I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, he's wow. like, I just I just watch movies because I can't. There's no other way for me to sort of get outside of my own head right mm-hmm. now. And he did that for a long time and he was doing all the right things as well. Mm-hmm. You know, during the day he was, he was keeping a job and he was going to therapy and mm-hmm. he was in community and, and pursuing his faith. But at night when he was sort of left to his own devices, distraction was sort of the only thing that mm-hmm. kept him rolling. So there, I just want to make sure that we're talking about both sides of that because yeah. distraction in and of itself is not negative yeah uh, but it really really can be yeah and I think that's yeah for me I've noticed like yeah I um often like struggle to uh yeah with like depression episodes and what I found is that if I just go to distraction first then it's like uh, it just is because it's a useful anesthetic it numbs me to everything mm. But if I start with those good things of like making sure I'm getting up early and doing my devotional, going to work, doing, um, I recently started doing a daily examine where I look back through my day before I turn on the TV. Um, and I think for me, it's, it's not about not being distracted. It's about making sure that it's healthy distraction or in the right time and place in my life. I've absolutely experienced the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, okay, if I'm doing the right thing and I'm having, and I've been pretty upfront about my mental health struggles in, in other seasons. Um, but if I'm having a day where I can barely function, it's sort of like, yeah, there's the basics that I need to do. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, it's like, well, I guess we're watching a movie today. Like that's (laughs) like, that's what's going to happen. And that is, that's not a bad thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, the there's mindless entertainment and then there's leisure or yeah. rest, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about rest in the last season. Yep. Um, the the thing that's been interesting, uh, Amy's been reading this book called The Power of Fun. 
And uh, I, I, for whatever reason, I got really quite attached, like, hey, you know, uh, I, I open up the book, I kind of scan it and just like we just start talking about the concept of it. And it's been really interesting because, you know, especially as you get older and more and more responsibilities, whether it's kids or work and this and that, like, um, and the way, uh, like you, you realize like, Oh, when's the last time I really had true fun, mm -hmm. not just enjoyed something. And we're just starting this discussion. And as she's reading through that book, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having more and more discussion as she kind of talks more through different concepts, but like she had like three criterias of what true fun is. Mm -hmm. And one, um, one was flow where you lose mm. uh, all sense of time. Mm. Mm. You're not sitting there trying to, th you're not evaluating the moment or mm -hmm. critiquing or judging it. You're just, you're just so in the moment that you lose all sense of time. Mm -hmm. Secondly, there's the sense of connection with others. So, you know, cause like reading, yeah, that, that's, it, it's enjoyable, but true fun. It, it's like, and not that you have to be laughing, mm -hmm. but there's true connection. And then, uh, there was a third one where I, I, I don't remember, but we were t having this whole discussion of like, as kids, mm -hmm. and we started talking about that too, like, oh, what were some of the things that you, you just enjoyed doing as a kid? Mm -hmm. Because especially if you're a, a mom, a homeschooling mom and all, all, all this other stuff, right? You, uh, I mean, uh, you're like, yeah, when's the last time I really had fun? Mm -hmm. Like true fun, not just cheap fun or just, mm -hmm. oh, that was a, a, a nice enjoyable time yeah, or right. even distraction. Yeah. yeah. I do think that that's one thing I love about walking, which mm. I know I talk about walking all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, but you're um, so healthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when I, when I walk, it's like, I get distracted constantly when I'm walking to the store, but it is, it's fun. It's mm. like, uh, Oh, so I've picked up bird watching cause I'm, Listen, 80. I love bird watching. It's so I fun. I love it. And you like, uh, there's this one uh, little type of heron that lives in a pond by my house. And every time I see it, it's like, mm. yeah, I get can get lost like watching him just kind of like walk through the water. And um, I feel like connected beyond myself mm -hmm. and beyond, I guess, like our technological world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it is, it's definitely a form of distraction. I'm on my way to the grocery store, <laughs> but it's, it's a type of distraction that gives me life. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, I think is, I, I think would fit into the definition yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over the weekend, um, uh, my kids and I were all together, which hasn't, we haven't been for a month or so as they've been off in all their various places. And, uh, I came down uh, late. I like fell asleep after dinner and I came down at like 10 o'clock and my kids were all like sitting around and all of a sudden Lucy, my youngest, who is the queen of legitimate fun. Mm. She, I mean, she really is. It's mm -hmm. an extraordinary gift. She pulls out like these Pictionary cards and just starts acting things out. She's like, guys. And then she would just start doing something. And we, I mean, it went on, like talk about losing sense of time. Mm. It was, it went on. I don't even know how long. And then the other kids started doing it. You know, it just mm -hmm. became this thing. But here's the interesting thing. I mean, if you talk about technology, we were using printed cards off mm -hmm. of a game that was manufactured in a facility. Right. Like, yeah. again, if you take a step back, there is, there, technology can actually yeah. help. Right. Yeah, I think even with our phones, our community group was at a trivia night, but we got there late because we're, uh, that's how we operate. And so we like missed half, like one of the trivia rounds. And so we were, uh, 
what my community group co-leader, Abby, pulled out her phone. She had the heads up game. And in the bar, like when there was like trivia happening, we just started playing you had heads your own up. trivia. <laughs> Literally, we were like acting things out and like making fools of ourselves. Um, and it was, it was, it was really fun. And yeah. we couldn't have done that. Or, you know, I think I'd like maybe we could have written it down on scraps. Of, but really, we wouldn't have done that without technology and without yeah. the opportunity to have a distraction from the fact that we were, um, you know, like bored in a bar. That, that's right. one of my family's favorite thing to do, like in a restaurant when we're waiting for food is somebody will just say, hey, can we do some trivia? And one of us will pull up a trivia app mm-hmm. on our phone and every question leads into like a conversation. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it, it's, it's just so helpful to think about the contexts in which those things happen and is technology facilitating that or is technology right. detracting from that yeah. yeah so and that evaluation it goes not only in your relationship with uh, other people connection but also your connection with god yeah mm-hmm. right because uh, again the phone is not inherently good or evil mm-hmm. it, it's a tool that we have to steward um when it comes to our hearts and our time and energy and so um I think on the flip side too, how often am I waiting at, at, at the line at the grocery store and before the phone, you just stand there, yeah. kind of, you let your mind wander, you know, ideate different things. And, and, and that's why, you know, the whole joke about, you know, people coming up with great ideas in the mm-hmm. shower. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why. Cause you have space to let your mind wander. Right. Yeah. You don't, I mean, maybe one day, but you, you don't really bring your phone into the shower. Mm-hmm. And yet these days it's like, there, there is no space for imagination, creativity, brainstorming, or just letting your mind wander to different places. Cause what do you do? I mean, what do I do? I just pull up my phone and mm-hmm. okay. I, I, the line is three people deep. I think that's going to take a couple minutes. Oh, somebody's calling me. Speaking of technology, <laughs> it's a distraction. <laughs> so uh, again, we've lost that, the, the art of uh, boredom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, the difference is that now we need to fight for boredom, whereas I think it used to be a part of how life went. Mm. You know, that really does feel like that's a significant difference. Um, I think I, I try to allow myself space to get bored mm. regularly. Like I, I don't, I don't do anything but drive when I drive. Mm-hmm. I know some you last episode you were talking about like self-driving cars and how much you can get done. <laughs> and for me, I I'm one of those people that I'm like, this car is driving is one of the few times when mm-hmm. I can very easily choose to be bored mm-hmm. um, as a discipline. And so I do, I'll just like get into my brain and just think through whatever happens, whether it's relationships, whether it's projects, whether it's sort of like dreams or visions or theology, whatever, I just sort of let my brain work. And in that way, boredom gives me uh, the opportunity to think about things more deeply and in ways that I wouldn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, so uh, my best friend Jillian moved in with my fiance and like she and her wife what? or her husband moved in with my fiance. <laughs> All sorts of messed up things there. <laughs> I, I just want to clarify, Ryan and Jillian live with him in his home. Uh, and their dog. And so, um, I go to like one home and all of my people are in this one spot, Mm. which is so fun. Um, and so whenever, uh, I go over there, you know, sometimes I'll go to like hang out with Jillian and Ryan will be working. Um, and one thing that Jillian and I both have noticed is that Orlando will just sit on the couch and like, if he finished his work and, you know, isn't reading right then and we're talking, he'll just close his eyes 
and sit there in silence. He won't like try to do something on his phone or he'll just sit there in silence. And at first Jillian and I would talk (laughs) about like, what, how do you do that? Like, what are you doing? Um, but then she started trying it where she was like, I just tried just sitting there without my phone. And it was great. And it inspired me to try that. And it was, it was just so funny where like, yeah, a hundred years ago, that's if you don't have anything to do, what do you do? You, you yeah. sit there in silence. Mm-hmm. But for us, it was revolutionary <laughs> to see him not try to distract himself or keep busy in those mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely changed the way I uh, experience boredom of like, oh, this is actually like a little luxury. Yeah. Because I think I forget how, uh, when I try to like, I do take my phone everywhere and I'm like, okay, I have five minutes, I'll scroll this thing or I'll look up this thing that I had a question about. Um, But I I forget that that actually takes energy Mm. and just sitting in silence for those five minutes restores that energy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think about the boredom that even comes with doing like repetitive tasks or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, that boredom really is what generates a lot of our creativity around technology Mm -hmm. if you're like digging a hole by hand you're like man i wish i had a tool for this that uh shovel Mm -hmm. if you're digging a bigger hole with a shovel you're like man i like is there a way to dig this hole faster you know boredom is in some ways the driver of a lot of our creativity Mm. on that front yeah um and i i i don't know i don't know why we think boredom is such a bad thing but it seems like we do Mm -hmm. you know like I, re- I remember when, and again, I was, I was a kid a long time ago, but if I was bored, it was like, good luck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can give you some chores, but, uh, but boredom was just understood as something that you, you had to navigate and mm-hmm. learn to sort of work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the advent of handheld tech, mm-hmm. you don't ever have to be bored. I'm bored. Here, play this game or, mm-hmm. you know. All right. So we've talked about, um, being addicted to distraction and then the some of the benefits of boredom or even just stillness right what what does the undistracted life look like Mm. i I mean christine you spoke to that a little bit like do we just do we go back to the go back to the days of pre phone iphones or Mm. which i mean obviously the answer is no what does that look like And, and i would even say too uh, we, we think of distraction today, these days with our phone, but I would say there has never been a time when people's lives were not distracted. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they used to think of like newspapers as yeah. being a mm-hmm. distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or little herons. Um, Those or distracting e- birds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like even, is, it, is it a green heron? <laughs> so it's actually, it's technically a bittern, which is a type of heron. Oh. It's a least bittern. It's a little tiny, oh. like six inch tall heron sorry it's very cute. i do love birds um but anyway um i do think see like there are i don't know if, if like the goal is an undistracted life right right um like you know yeah i think that distractions are uh often beautiful and helpful and and encourage us to be creative um i think maybe a less distracted life <laughs> would be at least a goal of mine but yeah yeah, or a purposefully distracted mm, life. Or yeah, something. Uh, yeah. You know, there being some sort of forethought or analysis around yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I, I, or maybe it's more the the difference between a, a, a soul-filling distraction mm. and a soul-killing yeah. <laughs> distraction, right? Because yeah. yeah. bird-watching is a soul-filling yeah. distraction. 
uh, just cr- scrolling for hours on end on social media is soul killing yeah. mm-hmm. distraction. And so it, it's not like, oh, we got to get rid of distraction. Mm-hmm. There is, because uh, sometimes there are good necessary interruptions when mm-hmm. people distract you, right? Uh, like those are good distractions, but mm-hmm. then there are distractions that are just really not not good for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have always, at least with my phone, um, I've always had like different boundaries that have been helpful in different seasons. Mm. And, um, one of those is I make use of all of the parental controls on my own phone to like, cause I'm like, I need a parent telling me how, <laughs> and I have to be that person in my life. Um, and so usually, um, I have focus mode, which like mm-hmm. mutes all of the apps, um, that I choose from 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. Like, even after I've woken up, it, like, uh, doesn't allow me to open uh, whatever apps I mute. And for me, I I used to have that every app was muted after it was 9 p.m. then. Um, And I realized, oh, I actually, uh, it's okay if I'm texting after 8 p.m. if it's, like, because there are conversations that need to be had of, wait, where are we meeting, or those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. Um, Instagram, I just don't need to be on after 8 PM because, uh, that, yeah, that's just not helpful for my mind. And so for me, like, uh, using focus mode during the day also of like, okay, for chunks of time, how can I focus more intentionally on work? That doesn't mean muting every distraction, but which ones are helpful and unhelpful. Mm -hmm. I do like the, it's not, it's not easy, but it's simple. To simply say, is this making me more who or how I want to be, or yeah. is it making me less? And I do think that there are positive distractions uh, that make us more who we want to be. Right. I, I really do think that. You know, I think if you're trying to become a creative person, um, you need to be distracted proactively and regularly. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be. Um, but I, I, I appreciate also that you can say, well, in this chunk of the day Mm -hmm. i'm trying to be focused on this you know and so i mean again i think there could still be distractions in work environments or whatever that are positive but um but there's a whole host of things that are available to us that that need to be dismissed yeah 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 i think one of the effects that um technology and social media in particular has on us as a as a human being and i would even say as a uh um as a uh, part of, uh, as a member of the family of God is that it, I think it just conditions us to be passive observers. Mm-hmm. We, we sit there and observe other people's lives, uh, come up with our own <clears throat> evaluations of it. And then it decouples uh, my life with like real life engagement. Mm-hmm. And I think that that shapes how, again, how we interact with each other, how we worship, right? Yeah. Like a worship service these days is, is a spectator, passive observer relationship yeah. more so than a real life engagement. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that is all shaped by technology. And, mm-hmm. and I think, again, not to say it's bad or good, but just, just to be cognizant of those traps and those dangers mm-hmm. and just to, to then either what are the ways that I need to resist against certain temptations and tendencies and what are ways to augment kind of more real life engagement, communion with God, Mm -hmm. with the people of God, with my neighbors. Um, I I think that's something that uh, that, that's kind of at the core of like what we're trying to discern and discover Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's hard for me. Uh, so, um, like listening to sermons, spoiler alert, is really really mm-hmm. hard for me because I'm not really an auditory learner. Mm-hmm. I'm a very very visual and mm-hmm. sort of um, what would it be tactile learner. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I've noticed is that since I have the freedom to learn in my preferred style visually, which I do a lot of sort of like learning on YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. I found that like my ability to listen is actually less than Mm -hmm. it it was. And so it's, it's an interesting balance, right? Like if I'm trying to learn something, I do really want to learn it in the best way that I can, Mm -hmm. but also I have to be aware of the influence that that's having in other areas. And so it's not right or wrong, but I do feel this teeter totter a little bit of like, well, how much is too much and how much should I focus on this? Even though it's really hard for me. Um, Yeah. It's, it's confusing. I'm confused. You guys, (laughs) I don't know what to do next. So uh, maybe one thought coming out of this discussion is uh, when it comes to spiritual health and our relationship with God and just our walk with God, uh, it seems like uh, distraction management or stewardship uh, is a key part of um, keeping our spiritual life healthy, Mm -hmm. um, whatever that looks like. And that's going to look different for each person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it goes beyond like, Uh, just again, our phones as distraction, although they are, I mean, they're easy distractions because they're so like high reward, short commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I think about like books. Um, I, I listen to audiobooks and I also read books. And so I can, I'm usually reading like six at a time. And, uh, this year I've had to limit the number of books because (laughs) I'm like trying to plan a wedding and all of these different things. Right. Um, and, uh, I found like, Oh, it's actually, um, I have to limit it less when I'm choosing my books more carefully. Mm-hmm. When I'm choosing books that like inspire me to be the person I want to be or to live in, to be like Christ. Um, or to, you know, I'm reading a book right now about the, like, vi- like how gardening helps our mental health. And I'm like, oh, this is actually encouraging me to garden. Um, when I'm reading a book that's like, oh, that would have been nice. Um, and it feels like, escapism for me, then that's, that's just less, I, I have less capacity for that sort of distraction. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think like just navigating our distractions goes beyond just, uh, which apps should you meet on your phone or, you know, which, uh, TV shows are, or how much TV are you watching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this, um, this makes me think of another aspect of technology, which I'm not sure we'll like fully get into, but I, I don't know. Do you guys ever get tired of how purposeful we're supposed to be with everything? I mean, <laughs> like in some ways I feel like because we don't have space in our lives, like you have to purposefully like meditate in order mm-hmm. to practice silence and, and, you know, self-reflection or I, I don't know. It's just sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like because technology allows us to do so mm-hmm. much, we actually get caught in this other trap of like having to have every minute of every day sort of decided upon. Like mm-hmm. we have to force ourselves to be bored. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I'm like, this is a, you know, this is preaching to myself, but I'm aware of how much less space we have in our lives in, in good ways and bad ways. Mm-hmm. But that also has impacts. Yeah. I will. I think also maybe the, it's less, I think we have more space than ever, right? But we just have infinite things to fill it with. Mm. 
Mm. We have access to so much now, which is like the biggest blessing, right? Like, like you said, like we can figure out who won. Uh, I don't, I don't know, World <laughs> Series in eight, 1982 or yeah. whatever. Um, and so it's like we have more time, but we also have infinite things that it feels like we're supposed to fill that time with. Um, and when I say supposed to, it's like, you know, cause one person's saying, read this book and one yeah. person's saying you should, you know, follow me on Instagram. And you know, there's just like a thousand, thousand things, but yes, I agree. So say, say, say more about the, um, I, I, I get what you're saying about being too purposeful, but for me that doesn't connect with, uh, forcing every minute to be productive either. I guess, I guess I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't, um, I don't, I don't feel like we have more time than ever necessarily. Mm. I tend to think that in general, the ex, as technology makes our lives easier, the expectations in certain areas of our yeah. life, like no, work, for example, yeah. just simply goes up. Yeah. You know, the fact that you can be connected all the time for, for some people, for the expectation is that you are connected mm -hmm. all the time. And so there's a sense of like, well, now suddenly we have to create these spaces and yeah. boundaries where yeah. we didn't have to before mm -hmm. if you were walking to town you know or, or like that was an hour where nobody could tell you to do anything you know and now that's not i feel like there's those types of margins don't exist anymore mm -hmm. um so <clears throat> i'm sorry son what was your what was your I, I was just trying to understand a little bit more about what, what you're saying about being i guess being too purposeful yeah so just saying that because um because technology allows us to be so efficient, I think the expectations for our efficiency are also going up, right, right. which means you have to like now create these purposeful spaces. Whereas before in the midst of inefficiency, mm -hmm. they existed without trying. Mm -hmm. If you were waiting for a train, you were waiting. Mm -hmm. And now like that space can be filled with answering emails or talking on the phone or, you know, um, or distracting yourself with a game. And so I just feel like with those spaces leaving in some ways, now there's all this additional pressure that's like, Oh, now you have to be purposeful about your rest mm -hmm. as well. And because, uh, technology just allows us to keep sort of becoming increasingly efficient mm -hmm. and getting more and more done in a day. Um, and it's all at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, it's, yeah, I, I think I see it as, um, well, I, <laughs> you were you, you were both saying, "Oh, I think there's more time. I, I think there's less time now." My thought was like, uh, "We have the same time; it's still 24 hours." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that joke aside, um, I, I understand what you're both saying because mm -hmm. on one hand, now we could just throw clothes in the in, in the washer mm -hmm. instead yeah. of doing it by hand, yep. where mm -hmm. it would have taken hours to do it by hand, hang it up, and and and, and so thereby creating. Uh, like a, a, a pace and a speed at which our lives are traveling at, which now we feel like we have no more margin. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with that. Like life is more efficient, but life is um, uh, more stressful than ever yeah. before. Versus like when, when, you know, and, and we think back and we're like, oh man, to not, not be able to, not, not to wash my clothes by hand. Oh, what a relief, right? Uh, but yeah, like we gain things, time or efficiency, but we lose other things. Mm -hmm. uh, um, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. And some of the things that we now are talking about as being so valuable, um, 
<sighs> Stop distracting yeah, me. Yeah, you and distraction. I know. <laughs> Some of those things that we talk about now as being so valuable weren't things that we necessarily had to strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And now we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, the, I guess I was asking about the purposeful thing that, because I feel like we have to be more purposeful in, in the sense of, we need uh, we need to be intentional, not not in terms of efficiency, but we have to be intentional because there are so many forces that will dictate our mm-hmm. lives if we do not like preset yeah. our priorities. Yeah. Yeah. So purposeful in the sense of not being uh, efficient as possible, purposeful in the sense of like if I do not predetermine um, either boundaries or priorities life itself will determine that for me. So purposeful in that sense, not in the sense of like, Oh, every minute has to count for something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, that's, that's a really good clarification. That's a really good clarification. I I do think that um, if you're not doing that, like there, you're right. The message that is most prevalent Mm -hmm. is sort of like, you should always be like hustling in, you know, in some ways Um, you should always be hurrying and you should always try to get one more thing done. Um, and, and, uh, so I guess your clarification at the beginning of that process of like, well, look, if you start those boundaries, start with those boundaries, then you're less likely to Mm -hmm. find yourself suddenly being told like you should be rushing, rushing, rushing. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. And it, it reminds me of like our discussion, maybe a couple series ago about like decision fatigue, right. Of just, we only have so many, so much capacity to make decisions. Yeah. And you know, we have grocery stores where every food is at the tip of our fingers. And so we have to consciously choose to get vegetables instead of cookies and, um, or at least in addition to cookies, um, and all of those decisions throughout the day where, yeah, I think having stable boundaries for, for me, at least frameworks in my day has been really important because otherwise, yeah, just being intentional about drawing those boundaries daily is it just can be exhausting mm-hmm. uh yeah and so if you make that decision like that one decision mm-hmm. that you set yeah. uh versus making that decision every day yes. it, again going back to one of the seasons when we we're talking about habits mm-hmm. um I, I read this one article about how uh, they asked these were committed christians who were young professionals and they asked them uh how many of you grab your phone before you do any kind of spiritual practice? Mm-hmm. 75% of young professionals say, I grab my phone mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. to look at email and news or whatever. And that, that goes to the, like, um, you know, the, the basically culture setting your agenda, mm-hmm. right? I got to respond to this earthquake that happened in this country or this accident mm-hmm. that happened down the highway. Right. And, and that shapes your day. And what does it look like if, you know, on a simple, you make one decision uh, again, not in a, you know, Oh, I have to do this, but like in in a way to say, Hey, uh, before I grab my phone in the morning, um, I am spending time in in prayer or whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like. Right. Um, that could be one decision that again, doesn't say, Oh yeah, phones are bad or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but just can really reshape the trajectory of your day and your mindset for the day. And you do that on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You won't even notice it, but next thing you know, like, man, your, your spiritual health is, is very different. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My, my, uh, my wife, Amy and, um, and Francesca, the young woman that lived with us, they start actually with an app 
every day. Yeah. They start with pray as you go, which is a mm-hmm. great, great reflective um, sort of way to start your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, it, the, the interesting thing about it is that it, again, they will then sit it, like, so the app in and of itself, it's very reflective. It's asking you questions about a, a passage of scripture that they read, you know, so it's very mm-hmm. reflective. It's not just like somebody telling you, Hey, this is what this means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards they'll sit there for quite a while and talk about, talk mm-hmm. about it, you know? So that's a way that technology actually is accentuating and advancing right. their mm-hmm. spiritual life yeah. um, versus simply being a distraction first thing. And I think the Pray As You Go app, I will say, is also good just for, for me as someone who, like, I mean, for most of my life has had instant feedback, instant gratification of technology. It, like, has extended periods of silence yeah. and stillness where there's, like, a little bit of some, like, music or something going on. Um, but really it like kind of forces you to slow down. And for me, that has, it is a really good way to start the day. Um, because usually once I get started, like rocking and rolling, I'm just like, I don't want to stop. I don't want to pause. Um, even first thing in the morning, sometimes I'm like, I don't have time for this five minute thing. I only have time to scroll on Instagram for five minutes. Um, but if I start there, then usually I will stay in silence after it's done mm-hmm. where I'll like, okay, I'm just going to sit with God for another couple minutes, mm-hmm. but you have to like, just click play, you know, like that's, that's the thing yeah. is you just have to like make the decision to, to, to start. Yeah. I've tried to do it with them. In fact, I think <laughs> it was last, um, I think it was last advent or mm. um, where literally I like committed, like I'm going to do this every day with them. And man, I just, Part of it is that I do tend to start my day earlier Mm. than the two of them. And I am much more of a morning person. So like distraction is really hard for me because I'm sort of rolling Mm -hmm. and they're like, they're getting their tea and, you know, (laughs) making their breakfast and then they sit down and I've sort of been like, Hey, I'm up. Like, let's do something. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not an excuse. I'm just saying I have tried it and, uh, uh, it is really, really that app, even though it's great is really hard for me to engage with in Mm -hmm. a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. Because in the morning you're just ready to go. Yeah, and and also it's purely auditory, mm-hmm. which I find to be a really hard medium yeah. to, to focus mm-hmm. on. Um, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Any other thoughts on distractions, technology, faith, your own experience? I just think that's, uh, Nate, that's a good example of like, yeah, unfortunately with technology as with faith, there's not like a one size fits all answer. Um, but trying things, it helps you discern like, yeah, how, what role does distraction need to play in your life and what role doesn't it? What role, you know, like how do you best engage with God and how, how don't you, or how do you learn? Um, but I think a lot of times, uh, we just go for like the low hanging fruit or whatever's easiest and don't take the time to, to try those. So, uh, yeah, I think that's just a good reminder that like anything we say on the podcast isn't like, this is the the best way to do this. Um, so anyway, that's my thought. That's good. Man, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I don't know what I think about all this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a very distracted person. Mm. So yeah. like that, like that in and of itself can be, is like hard for me to sort of like work my way through. Mm. Um, even when like for me, like cleaning my workshop is mm-hmm. almost impossible because I yeah. will pick up 
projects that are half finished and work on them for a little bit. And then two hours later, I'm like, oh, son of a gun, I still haven't swept the floor. <laughs> uh, so thinking about how technology, it's almost like um, distraction is the problem and technology exacerbates it mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so well, I think I need a, we need, I need a deeper dive on my character issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, and I'll, I'm where I'm right there with you. Nate. I, I mean, I am very distractible. And, um, I, I almost invite distraction mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes I feel like my brain over the years has been reconditioned, uh, like, like you, uh, I'll be doing something around the house and it's like, Oh, this, and next thing you know, I, I'm working on something else. And next thing you know, like I'm working on a third thing and a yeah. fourth thing. And Amy's like, well, did you get this first thing done? Yeah. I'm like, uh, oh, shoot. No, that, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Right. And so I would say too, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you too. Like on one hand, uh, and this conversation is really good because it helps kind of bring out some, some of the own, te- uh, my own tensions, right. In my own life. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm like the master of like, yeah, if I'm in a meeting that like tomorrow, I'm going to be in a meeting that I just don't want to be at. Right. Uh, it's like a three day meeting. Oh my goodness. Just, you, mm-hmm. you know, like all I'm going to be doing is get, uh, like be half there mm-hmm. and just being distracted by what I think is more important, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, I'm like the, the master of being distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet at the same time, uh, yeah, there, 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 is, uh, there is enough uh, examination to, to realize, yep, I, I want distraction because either one, I don't want to uh, do the work I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to confront some of the mm. issues uh, that need to be confronted. Or mm. I don't necessarily want to think about eternity at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think this, for me, this goes back to what you were saying in the first place, which is about like setting your priorities. Mm. I, that actually, as I've thought about it, is one of the primary ways that I combat distraction Mm -hmm. in my own life because if and amy and i do this really regularly at least once a week we sit down and talk about what is coming up and what needs to be done um and a couple times a year we'll have like these big sort of planning conversations long term for her business and our family and the farm and etc and once those things are sort of in front of me Mm -hmm. like as much as i would like to get distracted in the back of my Mm -hmm. mind and there's nobody looking over my shoulder anymore (laughs) to say like did you get this done Mm -hmm. you know the deadlines are sort of like well before the first frost Mm -hmm. which is who knows before (laughs) this pig gives birth like well you know i think i know Um, but with those things in the back of my mind, I do sort of have what I would describe as a good pressure to stay focused at at, for big chunks of the day Hmm. where it's sort of like, if this isn't done before cold weather hits, it's like, this is the impact or these are the problems that we're all going to have. So Mm -hmm. that, but that does come back to setting priorities in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, we have a lot more to talk about when it comes to technology. You know, I mean, we we could talk about virtual reality, gamification of life, all sorts of things that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. I think what's so helpful about this conversation is how much your character, like technology, again, it's just a tool. Mm -hmm. It's just a tool and your character will either be aided or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, impacted negatively by the tool. Yeah, man, can't wait to talk more about this next time. 